The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Hello, this is Ken Rashawn. We are live in Washington, D.C., and we have not only an exciting guest, but we have an exciting surprise guest. So we are bringing on, and by the way, we would not know this guest if it wasn't for the social wow factor, and that kind of lets the cat out of the bag a little bit for you, Teresa, but you might not know who I'm talking about. But Teresa Digabois is the number one international bestseller author of Mass Influence. She's a four-times bestselling author an international speaker and founder of the Evolutionary Business Council. So, Teresa, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here, Ken. Now I'm like on pins and needles. Who have you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, life is very interesting because if you, if you play big and you show up, you meet people, and those people that you meet can completely transform your life. So I met a woman named Joyce Nelson, uh, and who's not the surprise guest, but she's the reason I know the surprise guest. And I met her through a, a platform called Perfect Networker, and she was kind enough to recommend and endorse me to Orly Amor. Orly is oh yay! Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are good to hear your voice. <laughs> you guys are such a blast. <laughs> Manhattan's the shaker and mover. So what I, I want to do, to Orly Teresa. knows everyone. <laughs> Well, Teresa has, uh, uh, we were going to know each other at a couple events, but since those events haven't happened, I still wanted you on my show so much because you really deal with one of the most important aspects of life, which is that if you are an influencer, you cause big things to happen. But if you are doing big things in the world, you need influencers to be allies and to really uh, be a fan base and actually create strategies for you. So since Orly knows you so much more, I actually wanted to have her talk about the impact you've made for her, how the EBC's made an impact and give you a real nice warm welcome that I know I can do as I get to know you better, but she's, she's going to do a great job. Orly, take it away. Oh, you're so kind. I am excited to be here. Thank you for having me. But uh, most importantly, uh, Teresa and I uh, met uh, a few years ago. But, Ken, what you don't know is that the Social Wow Factor Cruise was called something else uh, in its early infancy, which was the uh, Law of Attraction Cruise Conference, where an EBC member that I met be- not knowing about the EBC, uh, the Evolutionary Business Council, is is Tracy Ripchuk, and she's a member of the EBC. And after she was a speaker on my cruise and on the cruise during dinner time, she's like, I have to introduce you to Teresa de Grobois. She runs this organization called EBC. They're mass influencers in the world. They're all connected. There's 150 of them. They have a humongous reach. You've got to be a part of it. And I was like, yeah, sure, make the introduction. And that's how 
I met Teresa. Her and I clicked on the phone. We're also uh, fellow Canadians. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, it, it, it flourished into, uh, into relationship, friendship, uh, influence, collaborative influence. So I absolutely love this woman. I look up to her. Uh, we are connected in so many ways, and um, she has been a part of my network. My, my network has listened to her and has been influenced by her. Uh, aspired speakers, coaches have listened to her and seen her message and are following her. So there is so much this woman has to offer to not only locally, nationally, and globally, that uh, she has become kind of an idol to me, so I want to give her a big woohoo and uh, <laughs> tell her how much I adore her. Uh, we spent some quality time together here in New York where I had her all to myself, everybody, so be jealous because it doesn't happen often. So <laughs> I got to spend a few hours uh, of quality time with her, and uh, she is just as, as she walks the talk, and that's what's important, authenticity and, and integrity that she lives by that is just very inspiring. So, Teresa, uh, welcome to Ken's show, and Ken, thank you for having me on to uh, have this honor. Well, well Teresa, you guys are making before, me blush. <laughs> That's my phrase coming <laughs> from Whirly. Before I ask the first question, <laughs> Teresa, before I ask the first question, I just wanted to say that um, Orly is not the only one uh, from the cruise ship, the wow factor, that actually said you have to be with EBC, you have to meet Teresa, she'll change your life. But uh, she, uh-huh. as you know, the social wow factor has some of the biggest influencers on the, on the cruise. Uh, they, they're members, and they said, you've got to go to one of these events, right. it'll change your life. And so... I just want to say that um, you are doing something really great in the world to have this many people validate and say, you must do it. I mean, when it comes down to that, that's not a choice anymore. <laughs> you know, if you want to live a big life, you've got to be part of the EBC. So I can't wait to go to the first event. You have an event coming up, don't you, in August? Yeah, yep. we've got one in Detroit in August. I can't wait to, every see, to see everybody. It's almost like Christmas for me when we have our ABC <laughs> retreats because it's like right. it's the time that the whole community gets together in person and it's just magic happens when people who are all about creating change in the world suddenly get together in a room and start talking well, I think about how they can support. You know, it's really I, cool. I think it's I think high time I make it to an EBC event. Amazing. Yeah, we can't wait to see you, Ken. <laughs> So tell me how you came up with the EBC and uh, what your pathway was to actually create that. Oh, you know, it's, it's actually kind of a cute story because one of the things I teach, you know, like one of the main principles of influence is that if you watch the way influential people operate, they play big. You know, they, they stand in their really big dreams and they solve really big problems for the world. And, you know, one of the things I actually teach people is to like notice if you catch yourself saying someday I will or if you have a persistent complaint like why doesn't somebody just you know because those are clues as to what's that really big thing in your heart that you wish you were doing you know and a lot of people don't have the courage to step into their own dreams which makes sense because we're human beings right and your dreams are scarier to you than they are to anybody else on the planet because they're your dreams right your dreams are huge and yet there's nobody out there that's better hardwired to step into your dreams than you because nobody's going to be as passionate about it. Nobody's going to be as stoked up about it, right? And I remember one day I was hosting a big event with a number of colleagues, and I had just finished teaching this. 
and uh, and we're all sitting having dinner after the event as good friends. And you know, I, I turned to them and I said, you know, someday when I'm influential enough, I'm going to start an organization yeah. of influential people that want to change the world so that they can really collaborate. And every single one of them looked at me and started laughing. You know, in that in that kind of sibling kind of way of, God, don't you get the joke, you know? And they all said, did you hear what you just said? You just said, someday I will. And, uh, and you know, and so one of them turned to me and said, so when are you going to do that, Teresa? And so the next day, the EBC was born. And so I like to say the EBC was born out of intervention. <laughs> and, uh, and that group of people actually became our first board of directors for the EBC. They became such champions for my dream. I love them all so dearly, and they all hold a special place in my heart because of that. Well, why don't you give a little shout-out to them? Why don't you uh, Oh, I would love right to. Now, you so know who that was? It was uh, Dr. Sean DePerrin um, out of Detroit, who's just been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, who's one of my best friends. Uh, it was Danielle Gutierrez um, out of uh, Los Angeles, who uh, also runs a large uh, radio show and has a huge following in L.A. It was Harrison Klein, who runs the Masters Gathering, and Jennifer Hoff, who's the owner of The Vital You. So it was that five individuals. Um, and it was such a cool evening because magic really came out of that. You know, that's interesting, Teresa, because my first book I wrote, the fifth chapter is called The Power of Five, and it, and it just simply illustrates the five people you hang around with. You become an average of that product. And it's obviously clear that you hang around with some pretty powerful people because not only did they cause it, but they actually created, co-created it with you, right? Yeah, you know, the EBC was probably one of the most selfish things I could ever do <laughs> when, when you think about that principle. Because, you know, like I have my own work to do just like everyone else, right? You know, I might have right. certain elements mastered that, that I've really gotten on top of, but I have other things where I'm still struggling, right? And the EBC is such an amazing group of people that are so on fire, you can't help but be elevated just by hanging out with them, you know, or at least one of my fun people. I'm working on breakthroughs and fun, <laughs> you know, because I, I tend to overwhelm myself, right? I play really big, and then I start going, oh, who am I to do this really big thing? And then I just have to go down to Manhattan for a few days and hang out with Orly, and I realize I don't need to take myself so seriously because causing big things in the world can be fun, and it can really be a blast. That's so awesome. When did you start BBC? What, what year was that? You know, it was born in 2010, so it's um, just at five or five and a half years old right now. But still, a little, um, it's still kind of a kid. Still kind of a kid. Yeah, right? and yet it's uh, it's really um, putting down roots like you wouldn't believe. Right. It's um, it's a group of pretty amazing people. Uh, we just started an initiative to to measure the collective reach of the organization because we have a really cool goal. Our goal is the transformational principles, in other words, success principles will reach 1.2 billion uh, on this planet by the year 2020 by helping 1,200 thought leaders each grow to reach a million people. And um, the neat thing about setting up a goal like that is it's one of those big, hairy, audacious goals that we talk about in business. Um, But it's really fun when you start focusing on how do we get there. So we decided the first thing we needed to do was start measuring the reach of our members so we know, you know, how do we help them, what do we need to focus on. And uh, so we just put a reach counter on our website, and only about 20% of the members have actually reported their reach yet, but it's already sitting uh, close to 40 million people. So I'm kind of like a kid in a candy store waiting for Christmas Day, you know? It's like, wow, I want to see what that real number is when everybody reports their numbers in. 
Because that'll be interesting. I don't think Orly did it yet. I don't think Orly did that. Uh, that I know. That it can't because be. No, I didn't. It would be well above 40 if Orly was in there. <laughs> well, Orly, I, I heard you uh, interviewed at the Next Gen Summit at the Pennsylvania Hotel, and the woman had uh, asked you some kind of question that elicited the, uh, the amount of reach you have collectively. And uh, can you talk about that experience quickly? Because I think the Next Gen Summit is something that Teresa would be able to bring the, uh, either some of those really big thought leaders to the EBC and bring some really cool millennials. But talk, just speak about that for a second. Yeah, well, they would probably fit, fit to the EBI, but I'll let Teresa tell you about that. But, um, yeah, well, I was asked uh, where is my column, the Orly column, which replaces the Dear Abby column here in New York. And just recently, I think it was, uh, well, it's recently, for me, it's uh, almost six months ago already, uh, we reached the, we topped the 500,000 followers on that column. So uh, that's in print and wow. in, um, and in, um, and in online. So uh, we're right now uh, about to relaunch my blog online so that those, uh, 500,000 people are converted and followers of my blog, which is which will make it a bigger impact. But yes, that's what I was being interviewed on. And I was in shock that I was saying it. You know, like as I was saying it, I was kind of surprised at what was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> so not registering yet on the EBC. <laughs> so Teresa, how does one measure their uh, influence with regard to one, that assignment, but two, uh, their impact? Do you have ways of doing that? Well, you know, the most, you know, there's different types of influence, right? In, influence is anytime someone knows, likes, and trusts you. And so mass influence is anytime a lot of people know, like, and trust you, right? So right. what we look for is where do people have a following where they're actually taking guidance from that person, right? So, you know, it's all well and good to have 5,000 Facebook friends because those friends might take your advice and follow you. But anywhere where you're actually the content provider and people are routinely following your word, that's where your true mass influence holds, right? So an email list, a radio show, like what you're doing right now, Ken, is a great example. Um, Orly's oh, Orly column, I love that, that she's the new dear Abby. I think that's so cool. Um, you know, are all, but those are all great examples. You know, a Facebook page can be another great example, especially if you've got really high engagement and people are really listening to and and uh, collaborating, collaborating and uh, engaging with your content, that's a really good indication of influence. Well, the reason I ask that is because there's really two numbers, and you brought up one of the numbers, which is the engagement number. So if you have, uh, for instance, uh, 5,000 people that are your friends, uh, the algorithm on Facebook only allows you to maybe penetrate or connect with uh, 10% of them roughly, and then maybe on your business page only about 3%. So uh, I was just curious... Um, how, how do you calculate that? Because it, it is a little tough because engagement changes all the time, but the number of uh, likes or followers typically stays the same. Yeah, it's true. Like a, a number is not a number. And so, you know, the calculation may not be telling the true story, and yet it's, you know, it's, it's always the best you can do in terms of guessing, right? But um, Orly raised a really good point, though, that is usually once people don't get to the bigger numbers unless they have engagement. 
You know, um, right. anyone can have 5,000 Facebook friends, but to get 100,000 followers on your Facebook page, you have to have engagement to get to that level. Yes. Um, you know, unless you're finding a way to cheat, which, I mean, there are people in the industry who do cheat to look impressive, but it's pretty um, pretty evident and pretty easy to see if they're cheating. It's not hard to pick out. Right. Um, but, you know, one of the reasons the, uh, the Evolutionary Business Council actually created a tier structure was to mentor, you know, people who had put a stake in the ground and saying, I want to be someone who stands for change, I want to be a thought leader, but I'm not sure how to get there, right? Because it's almost like we all learned one skill set for networking in business. You know, it's uh, aligned with what we might think of as referral marketing, you know, like we learned things like it's a good idea to buy a colleague a coffee, but you only have to phone up the CEO of a Fortune 500 company and offer to buy them a coffee, and, and you know, you'll learn pretty quickly that there's a different set of etiquette that applies to the highly influential, right? Um, you know, faster than you can say restraining order, you'll find that out in some cases, right? <laughs> but, you know, so... Well, you, have to, go, ABC, you have to go with more of a frappuccino, don't you, with a, with yeah. a top seat level? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, but so we recognize that in the EBC that there are people that don't get the distinction between a straight number and engagement and therefore their influence and their reach is probably not growing, right? You don't get to a half million subscribers orally if if you're not really influential. Like that just doesn't happen, right? Or you don't get the number of listeners you have on your radio show if your followers aren't engaged and actually really loving what what's on your show, right, Ken? So... Right. Um, the, the more senior members of the EBC took it on to mentor the more up-and-coming tier to help them really get those principles that it's not about counting the numbers. It's about really understanding how influence works. And really what influence comes down to is relationships. It's not just relationships with your following, but it's relationships with other influential people because you can't make yourself famous. You can't make yourself influential, right? You can only give influence to other people and they can give it back to you, right? So you never see an influential person bigging themselves up. You'll only ever see them saying awesome, wonderful things about other influential people. And it's a realm of trust that that energy is going to come back to them. And the trust comes from the consistency and frequency that uh, people are actually working together or communicating, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look at Orly's such a great example. You can see why the woman has, you know, reach in the millions because she's so generous. I'm going to brag on you for a minute, Orly, so try not to blush. <laughs> but, you know, I'm already in here. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's connecting people with people. She's helped me so much in my business. That's why I was grinning from ear to ear and blushing when she's introducing me at the beginning. Because I can point to very few people who've helped me more than Orly. She's so awesome. And so it makes sense that there are hundreds of influential people out there that love Orly because she's so authentic. There's nothing fake about Orly. Um, You know, and I put you in the same category, Ken. You know, influential people are very authentic. They genuinely go around and help and endorse other people that they genuinely love. And so, of course, other people are always ready to, to help you and, and uh, give you energy back and, you know, whatever you need, right? And that tends to be the way the game of influence works. It's not a tit-for-tat scorekeeping kind of exchange of energy. It's, it's about, like, let's all help each other and play in trust that we'll all be there for each other. Well, you're, you're so correct. And, you know, Orly didn't just make a connection with us. 
she was persistent and patient and loving about making sure the connection actually was a connection because we had a hard time. It was about a year ago just with our schedules, and she kept saying, hey, did you talk to Teresa? And that is really a commitment. Like, she knew how good uh, my life would be working with you and EBC, and that's really uh, not just the, the stand that Orly takes, but that is actually the ultimate way that someone becomes a hero in your show. I mean, I... I have a great following, but Orly only makes it a better following because that following now can learn about her, and then she affects more tribes about thinking this way because this is a way of thinking, and the scarcity mindset does not allow what's happened in this, phone, uh, this interview right here to happen, but yeah. the abundance does, and Orly lives in major abundance, and, and abundance is actually not being scared about the little things like, is there enough work? Is there enough this? You just create it. You co-create it, and, and all of a sudden... And it's so cool how the universe works with you with that. If you believe it, then you channel it. So, Orly, you are our hero. I'm so glad you're on the show. Oh, you'd be, you'd be, uh, you'd be at home, and we'd just be talking about <laughs> you the whole show. But now you're here, and you get to hear it live. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and if you Man, haven't read so you know, Orly, Kevin, oh, my God, you need to read that column. <laughs> it's so great. Ken and Teresa, you guys, might, you guys know the same people, and you don't know their... They were both a part of the uh, Social Wow Factor cruise last last year, and that is Anna Pereira from the Wellness Universe and um, Robert Clancy, who are both members of the EBC, which I did not know because I, I knew I knew I did not know Anna until I met her through Teresa because I held a, a gathering here in New York. <clears throat> Anna shows up, and now Anna and I are like best best friends it's amazing Aww. so i mean like this is how I, the ebc works and, and that's what i love about it you know i mean the influence is is multiplying in 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 huge strides so i don't think that it's going to take too long and i think you might reach uh your goal teresa 2020 1.2 billion i'm there i'm going to help it happen <laughs> I love it. I, yeah i think you're, i think you're going to hit a tipping point because influencers move at a whole different rate but i also want to just uh restate that Anna was also recommending you, Teresa, and so is Robert Clancy. They boasted, hey, by the way, do you know EBC? You, I should connect you with Teresa. I go, don't worry. I'm already on it. <laughs> you know, Orly's Orly already made an introduction. <laughs> Thank you. So, so cool. Uh, so, Teresa, tell, tell our listeners how they can actually be a bigger influencer, how they can benefit from going EBC. Give them some learning uh, tips. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the reasons I wrote Mass Influence was because I see so many people getting tripped up by what would be appropriate etiquette in, in routine networking, but then they try and apply it to dealing with influential people, and suddenly it's a whole different rule book, right? And, uh, and I was seeing good people, everyday heroes, getting stopped every time um, by simple little mistakes, right? Because there's a lot of, like, sales training or business training courses out there that gets people really psyched up about, like, just get out there and ask. Be assertive, right? Always be closing, all that kind of thinking, right? And, you know, it's almost like, you know, if you knew, moved into a new apartment, uh, you would not go to the new neighbor and right off say to them, hey, can I borrow your stereo? That looks like an awesome stereo. Like, you'd never dream of doing that, Right. And at the same time, um, we see this at networking functions all the time, right? The most influential person at the networking function is usually the guest of honor, the speaker and stage. And they'll come off stage and there'll be a lineup of people that are waiting to offer to buy them a coffee or lunch or offer to give them a copy of their CD or book. And while you would think that might be a nice gesture, those gestures are really all about you, the giver. 
And it's kind of like going to the new neighbor and saying, oh, my gosh, you are going to love my kids. You're so going to enjoy babysitting them. (laughs) Right? And, you know, you might have the greatest kids on the planet, and that might be true, but it's a little too soon to be saying that, right? Because your book or your CD or, or that hour coffee is really more about you and what you need. It's not about what you can give to that influencer, right? And so you'll see people who are masterful at the influence game, they'll be the ones walking up to that influential person saying, wow, how can I help you? Uh, I heard you were saying you were speaking in Chicago, and I have uh, lots of connections on LinkedIn in Chicago. Can I shout your event out on LinkedIn for you? Or I've got a radio show. Can I interview you? Or, or let, me, uh, let me post something about your work on my Facebook page. All of those are like the equivalent of the apple pie that you take the new neighbor, right? And so I talk right. about a lot of these things in the book. They're just subtly different etiquette that influential people play by. But um, it makes such a profound difference. And it's, it's one of those things, it's almost like breathing, right? I mean, you actually had to learn the skill of breathing when you were first born. And then you never thought about it as though it was a skill or difficult to do later. In fact, you have to do it 24-7, but you don't think of it as a time drain, right? Influence is a lot like that. The, the principles are so basic. Once you get them, you'll never really feel like you ever thought they were hard or you'll never really think about having to do them again. It'll become so natural and so intuitive, it's just a matter of getting past the, the paradigm shifts that are preventing you from becoming influential. You know, uh, Teresa, Orly uh, had a, one of the uh, prerequisite requirement questions was, what is something you're proud of that you can do that you can really bring the social wealth factor cruise? And I said, one of my best skill sets is breathing. I do it 24-7, and I'm really <laughs> proud of the fact that I can do it almost without thinking now. It's almost, it's almost natural now. So I'm really proud of that. So thanks for bringing that point up. <laughs> you are hysterical. I love that. And that's how I got on the social wow factor cruise. It was a pretty big step. So thank you all for pushing me there. <laughs> and how many of us forget to breathe in those difficult moments. So I love that. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a little sign on my wall that says, Breathe. <laughs> Because I scare myself so often. I love that. Well, so that I actually go back and uh, acknowledge you for a, a great amount of content there. Uh, first of all, I have even made the mistake of giving a book to, uh, to an influencer and saying, hey, I, uh, a lot of people don't give you anything. They're asking for things. Here, here's my book. But now I, I see your point because that really is about me. And what a, what a nice segue to invite them on your radio show so you're giving them uh, more, more exposure and helping get their message out. So uh, really good point there. Uh, with regard to uh, the person coming off the stage, what else can you do? Uh, I've heard that when you're working with celebrities or talking to celebrities, it's, it, it's better just to have a, uh, an equal conversation, like just ask them questions like, um, you know, what, what, uh, what do you enjoy in the city or just having those kind of conversations to really break the ice. What do you recommend there? Well, you know, one of the things influential people really value is connections to other influential people. Okay. Right, and uh, like that's why you know Orly and I are talking about all these awesome people that we've connected each other with. That's like the currency of influential people, right? In fact, the currency of influence is influence, right? So uh, you know, a really cool conversation starter is like, what are you creating right now? What do you need? Are there any connections I can make for you that might really help you? 
And when you go into that inquiry, you know, most influential people will tell you unashamedly, you know, I'm working on a documentary, I need people in the documentary industry, or, um, you know, I'm, I'm heading to Montreal in three months, and I need some shakers and movers in Montreal. Do you know anyone? Of course, I'd connect them with Orly immediately. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's just a matter of going into the inquiry and making it all about them that is really an awesome fire starter. Well, we're going to go to break right now. We're going to come back and talk more about the EBC. We're going to talk about how they can uh, sign up for it and go to the next event. So we'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we're back. This is Ken Roshan live in Washington, D.C. I'm actually heading to an event, a reality show called The Piranha Tank in D.C., and we have representation from Canada and from New York. We have Orly from New York and Teresa from the EBC from Canada, and we are having a heck of a good time. That first 28 minutes went by like that, and Orly has an event in uh, New York at the same hotel that the Next Gen Summit was at, uh, just a week ago. Uh, Orly, talk about that event and, and what the mission of that event is, and we'll, we'll talk a little more about the EBC. Okay. Uh, well, the Health and Wellness Network of Commerce is an organization, a platform for health and wellness professionals, practitioners, service, and product providers to be introduced or network with corporate professionals. Um, and it is an online 
platform, we host uh, health and wellness expos in order to bring education and bridging the gap between those professionals and health professionals to not only get the education about our health care and our health system and our health period uh, with products and services that are exhibiting and great speakers like Bill Walsh and, and uh, other uh, great names here locally. So uh, that's happening on the 26th of June at the Pennsylvania Hotel between 10 and 5 p.m. We're really excited. And uh, how can they sign up for that? Um, just to, uh, the, the whole thing is spelled out, healthandwellnessexponyc.com, and they can sign okay. up through that. And if they want to get a free ticket to attend, all they have to do is put in the, um, the uh, code uh, SUCCESS, and if they're having any trouble, they can always email me through the website. Just contact us. It'll be, it'll come to me. And if they want to pay double, they can put the code in failure? Ha, 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 ha. Very, <laughs> very funny, Ken. You know, no, there's it, nobody like um, you. I don't know anybody that thinks that quickly about a different way of just putting a very uh, facetious um, way to take things. I love you for that. Well, and I also, fun. I love the... I guess you're not going to share the code that we talked about before the show. Uh, if you put the code in for breathing, uh, Orly is actually going to take time out of her schedule and teach everyone to breathe at the events. So that's really a big deal. Huge skill set, real lifesaver, all right? Yep. Sounds good. So, Teresa. You have no idea because the minute people scare themselves, they stop breathing. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And, you know, the book I just came out with, and Orly was actually one of the people that helped really get the book to come to life because on the social wow factor, there were so many influencers that were smiling. I was getting the best pictures of them really showing that they exude lots of positivity. I, I did a book called Key Smiling Shift Happens. And <clears throat> what you're speaking of is when you're in fear and you stop breathing, you are actually, you're, you're killing yourself. And if, if you shift and think about all the positive things and how powerful you are, all of a sudden, everything just aligns to where it's supposed to. So, Orly... You're dynamic in that way. Every time you come into a room, I mean, he, she, she went into a room of all millennials, and she had the top influencers at that event hovering around her. She had an interview with one of the video people within probably five or ten minutes, and they could not, I mean, most people were in the interview for three or four minutes. This one was probably interviewing you for about 15 minutes, so you, you had a lot to say, and she was very impressed, by the way, extremely impressed by you. Thank you. Thank you. So... This next event that's coming up for you at the EBC, what, what's something that, uh, first of all, where can people learn about EBC, sign up for the event, and, and talk about what they'd learn at this particular event in Detroit? Well, if you want to check out the EBC, our website's ebcouncil.com, and you can just go to the events tab there if you want to find out about the Detroit retreat. The EBC is actually invitation only, so I always have a conversation of pe- with people before they come in. It's that important to me to make sure um, that we're bringing in people who really are serious about creating positive change in the world, right? Because, you know, we do also tend to attract people that just want to sell to our members, and we don't allow that in, right? So really, if you're someone who really feels like you'd like to cause positive shift in the world, really uh, make change in the world by teaching better principles of health, wellness, uh, business success, personal success, relationships, uh, spirituality, etc. If that's you, then we would love to meet you and have you come in. We've got the EBC set up in two tiers. Um, there are the people who are already influential, and there are those who are moving into being influential but haven't quite figured the game out yet. 
and that's called Evolutionary Business Institute, that tier. And basically, the more senior members of the EBC, those who have reaches of a half a million and up, <clears throat> mentor the people who are up and coming um, in, in some very loving, forthright conversation. Like, they'll just tell you if you're doing something that's not going to land right, like, you know, handing out your book at a networking event to influential people. It's not that that's wrong, but it doesn't land powerful. You know, and there's right. a lot of things. It's kind of like if you were learning to play hockey, there's certain moves on the rink that nobody would look at them and say, oh, that's weird. Stop doing that. But by the same token, it doesn't really work. So why are you doing it? And so there's a lot of coaching within the EBC around that, how to really get into that zone where you're really being powerful and everything's working powerfully. So if that resonates with you, boy, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Ken, thank you so much for giving this a shout-out. So feel free to just visit our website and email us off the website. And uh, myself or one of the other senior members will have a conversation with you. So the next question is uh, a, a bit complex, and take your time answering it. At what point in your life did you have this calling to create what well, you may not have had the name EBC, but what, what happened that made this so important that you stepped up? Because this is quite a position you put yourself in to really make that kind of impact and cause others to make a bigger impact. Yeah, you know, it's really a cute story. I think all of us are hardwired to live whatever it is that our dream, probably from the earliest ages of two and three And um, you'd chuckle, but if you knew who I really was growing up, I actually grew up in the backwoods of northern Canada, northern Ontario, to be precise. And um, I'm the youngest of nine kids of a really big extended family. And um, so, of course, as the youngest child, you know, I was often getting left behind or, you know, always trying to put myself out there so the older siblings would want to play with me. You know, we'd often spend our summers in a remote backwoods cabin, so there was no other kids my own age peer group to play with. Um, So, you know, I had a lot of opportunity to worry about whether or not I was important. And so importance became a really important conversation to me at a very young age. In fact, a lot of my negative self-talk, a lot of my self-limiting beliefs are around, I'm not important. But the neat thing about whatever we convince ourselves as our self-limiting beliefs are, you know, because we all do this as human beings, you know, those self-limiting beliefs also motivate you. So, I mean, go figures that I would become a global, globally recognized expert on influence because I was someone who at a very young age made importance important, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, I think the seeds of wanting to do something that helps others who want to do good in the world become more important were actually sown in me at a very young age. Um, and it really does bring a lot of joy to me to help people who would really build a better planet figure out how to do that in an influential way. And who were some of the mentors? Oh, that's, you know, that's such a, a great question because I've had so many people help me along the way. When I was early in my career, I actually came up working in Canada's oil and gas industry, and I worked on a lot of initiatives um, to change legislation and, and things like that, a lot of big environmental initiatives. And, um, you know, some of my earliest mentors were really cool people that um, – that taught me principles like, you know, one of the biggest principles I learned early on was the concept of pushing the rope in the middle. <laughs> you know, um, it was an early mentor of mine named uh, Colin Eady, and he said, Teresa, don't worry about the naysayers and the people who don't agree with you. Find those few people that agree 
and resonate with what you're wanting to create as change. He says, it's like you grab the rope in the middle and run like hell and trust that the ends will follow. And it's very true how change works, you know. But I've since had wonderful people like, you know, one of my dearest friends is Dr. Shonda Perrin, um, who did her PhD in gossip. You know, I've learned so much just hanging out with her. Uh, Randy Gage, who, of course, is one of the top authors and speakers in North America. He wrote uh, Risky is the New Safe and, uh, you know, umpteen number one New York Times bestsellers. Um, you know, he's often got on the phone with me and mentored me. Um, I love Bob Berg. Uh, you know, I think one of my favorite books is The Go-Giver uh, by Bob Berg, if you want a really mm-hmm. great book to read. So I've had a lot Amen. of really awesome people help me that's been really fabulous on my journey. You know, I wouldn't know orally or a lot of the experiences if it wasn't for reading uh, Bob Berg's Go-Giver. I had someone recommend to me as a must-read, and I decided to do a one-year experiment of actually just go-giving and transform my life. You do not have to go get after you've go-given. And so that's, that's a must-read mm-hmm. book for anyone that wants to take their yeah. life to another level because it, it goes back to that comment you made earlier in the show about scorekeeping. There is no scorekeeping when you're giving unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. I totally agree you know? with that. You know, and Bob Berg so, is a great example of that. Like, the man is iconic in the industry. Same with Randy Gage. Like, they're iconic in the industry, you know, and early on in my career, like, people like that don't have to spend 20 minutes on the phone with someone like me, <laughs> you know. I mean, now my reach is really getting up there, but early on when my reach was only twenty or 30,000 people, um, you know, there's just no comparison. It's like somebody in the junior leagues of a sport, uh, you know, suddenly being in a room with uh, Magic Johnson or Wayne Gretzky. It's like there, there's no comparison. There's no doubt you're in a different league. And yet people like that are so generous in turning around and helping the up-and-comers because they understand that everything in life is a pay-it-forward circumstance, you know. And, you know, I watch, I love watching Orly and actually you, Ken, how much you do it with other people, too, in terms of helping people who are just starting out. Because, you know, we all know that others helped us, so why wouldn't we turn around and helping uh, help other people who are starting? That's true. Well, and, and it's love, the evolution of actually, it's the evolution of being an influencer. You actually are big enough that you can cause that kind of change and, and create the new generation of people that are going to take it beyond you. So it's, it's very exciting. I will just say that Bob Berg was the first speaker that we had at uh, Perfect Networker. So Orly had said you were the first speaker. Bob Berg was our first speaker. And he really uh, helped us create a philosophy and way of being that allowed a culture to actually become really like that social wow factor, that family. And that's how I met Joyce Nelson was perfect networker, but it, it, she was attracted to that, that feeling that people were going to co-create and collaborate and go give. And, and so it's funny that this is a full circle conversation. This certainly wasn't planned, but Bob Berg is a massive, and you, and you stopped when you said his name and you said, you got to read that book. And that is not only a book you got to read, you got to live it for like a year and you'll see that yeah. there's no other way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. It, you know, I, it, you know, if if you haven't read The Go-Giver, it's just like one of the Bibles of business books in my <laughs> world. Um, I don't know how many years well, it's been on the bestseller lists right now. Yeah. In fact, I was emailing Bob the other day and saying, Bob, why does your book still say national bestseller on the top of the book? Because you've been a bestseller in so many countries and number one 
so many times. Why does it not say number one international bestseller? And he just chuckled. He says, you know, I should probably get that handled one of these days. <laughs> well, you know, Bob's going to be proud of me. Bob's going to be proud of me because I'm going to actually add that it was co-written by Michael Mann, who created it into a fable and was brilliant yeah. at, at making it an easy read, one of those kind of books you pick up and you can't wait to get the next chapter because it's just so fun to read and, and yeah. the lessons are so concrete. So really, really cool that we all resonate with that book. So what is, do you have a fear that really stops you or something you had to overcome to really get where you are? Or are you still, well, like, do you have any fear right now that you have to overcome? Oh, yes. <laughs> so what fear do you have to um, overcome now or what did you overcome recently that was a big deal? You know, um, I think all of us, uh, you know, the only people who don't have fears that stop them from becoming influential tend to be sociopaths. I mean, that's the honest <laughs> to God truth. That's one of the definitions of what creates a sociopath, right? They don't have the same kind of self-limiting dialogue that most normal people have, right? And right. so, you know, the irony of that is that what that means is that if good people don't learn to overcome their fear and step into their own leadership, then we have to we resign ourselves to living in a world led by sociopaths, right? Um, one of the main reasons I wrote Mass Influence, you know. But mine, like I can actually remember the day I invented my most significant self-limiting belief. You know, I was probably about two, three years old. Uh, as most people, most of us uh, invent our biggest self-limiting beliefs when we're first learning language. And, you know, we used to spend all our summers in this remote cabin. We were just back from the cabin one day, and uh, all of my cousins were visiting, and I'm there with all my older brothers and sisters, and we're all packed into this little tiny kitchen. Everybody's buzzing with excitement because my grandma is taking everyone to the movies, which is a big deal in my family because my mom is certain that Hollywood movie makers are the worst crop on the planet to be amoral. My mom's so Catholic, you know, but... Somebody's finally convinced my mom that Walt Disney is not the devil himself. And, uh, and she's letting us go see the love bug, right? And I'm like shaking with excitement. And I look across the room just in time to see my mom say, Teresa can't go. She's too little. Well, three-year-old me is devastated in that moment. And I decide I'm too small to play with the big kids. And that inner dialogue sticks. In, in fact, like a lot of people, what happens is that I start spending all my time doing one of two things, desperately trying to prove that I'm not too small to play with the big kids or terrified that I am. And I think you can imagine how much an inner dialogue like that could get, away, get in the way in business, right? Like you walk out on stage in front of a thousand people, if I'm too small to play with the big kids, is there, you know, that's a problem. <clears throat> So I've had to get really exquisite at falling in love with that little inner three-year-old who created that because the reality is our inner dialogue is neither good nor bad. It just is. And I'm too small to play with the big kids was actually one of the biggest gifts I ever gave myself because it motivated me to be someone who created a lot of importance around the conversation of importance and, and made, a, a lot, made it my life's work to help other people realize their own importance uh, in actually doing good work in the world. So, you know, when you can fall in love with that little child within you that created that dialogue, it really makes a profound difference for your ability to become influential. Based on the terminology you're using, uh, did you by any chance go to Landmark Education? 
<laughs> oh my God, do I have this? Ha, 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 ha. Oh my God. <laughs> you just pressed yes. the hottest button on her. Big time. <laughs> I Talk love me. Landmark. You know, um, you know, Landmark didn't invent a lot of the research uh, on which their training is based, but I do believe they're, they're one of the best training companies out there um, for, you know, really helping people understand some of their own self-limiting beliefs. So, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it that you gave them a shout-out today. <laughs> well, I, I went all the way to ILP, so I'm a pretty big uh, fan myself. Wow. And, uh, and, and it's not just a shout-out. It's, it's, it's just another endorsement, like a go-giver endorsement. If you go to Landmark Education, you're going to be a lot clearer that you live by the stories that you believe, and those stories are, are really ruling your life instead of allowing you to be powerful. And then the second thing is how to really listen and, and create relationships and be present and just so many other things that uh, I, we would never have time to go into. But I'm really glad to hear that you didn't just uh, experience it and you do the work, but that you're a big advocate of it because that, that makes it makes so much more sense why you're such an uh, influencer and why you would jump into uh, creating the possibility of having a coalition, a, an organization that's going to uh, attract other influencers to work together to really make the world a better place. And that's, that's not a corny saying. It's, it's really that when you put all this power together, this positive power, it actually causes the world to shift to, to, to the good. And it's really yeah, very much so. So what is something uh, that, what's the most proud thing you've accomplished in your life? Oh, boy, there's so many. Um, but truthfully... You only, you, have five yeah. minutes to say, you, you only have five minutes to say five minutes worth of practice. I only have five minutes. If I was to be really authentic, I'd, I'd say raising two incredibly awesome daughters. <laughs> I'm so proud of my girls. Um, they're both up to stuff in the world, you know. Uh, my youngest is just sitting university uh, this year. And uh, what I love about my daughters is um, they're both unashamed in following their own bliss, you know, and that's something that my generation was very lacking. It, it was really difficult to, uh, to, you know, have the courage to do something just because you loved it instead of feeling like you had to go to do a specific university degree or whatever um, because that's where the money was. You know, that was kind of the thinking of my generation. So I love watching the evolution of the next generation in my own daughters. It's so neat to watch the advanced well, level of interpersonal skill these, these beautiful young women have that never would have existed in my generation. Well, I invite you to say their first names and, and, and restate that to, uh, as a personal uh, testament. Uh, you them. know what? I might get in trouble for that, but uh, let okay. me just say, Ray and Fiona, I'm so proud of you, <laughs> and uh, I'll risk getting in trouble because your mom loves to brag about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I say that because if you were interviewing me today, I would uh, be gloating because, one, it's my son's birthday today, and second, oh, it's the United States of America, so he was born on uh, Flag Day. And I just wrote a book called Father Son Bond. So I mean, I'm just kind of in the realm of how important parenthood is, and uh, it's, it's it's awesome when you make that your number one priority, and you're able to be this proud uh, of what you've done with that. And it, and it's a lifelong yeah. project, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. And uh, you know, Orly, I know you live this way too, but I really do believe that the best way to transform the world on mass is to start with your own life. Because um, there's, you know, there's nobody out there, you know, the strongest transformational leaders in this world 
are all, you know, unashamed in admitting that they struggle with what they teach as much as the next person, and they've had to overcome that journey. Mm -hmm. You know, I teach influence because I'm still working to master it, (laughs) you know, so um, I I love it that the world has become so real and raw and authentic and, and people being able to be wonderful warts and all. Well, please share a couple of books. Uh, you know, Bob Berg and uh, several other people have said that uh, the books you read help really shape who you become because they, mm-hmm. they become part of your program. So if you'd share a couple of books that really transformed your life as well as a couple of quotes that you live by, that'd be awesome. Oh, I would love to. Well, um, you know, if you haven't read The Go-Giver, go read The Go-Giver. My second favorite book is Mass Influence by Teresa de Grosbois. I think that's an awesome book that you should all read. <laughs> um, that's, that's just shameless self-promotion right now. Um, but I also am a, a huge, huge fan of uh, Malcolm Gladwell. And I, uh, I love uh, what he wrote in both Blink and The Tipping Point. Well, I really love all his books. But uh, if you haven't read Malcolm Gladwell, that would be another one to pick up. It's like we're the same people. Teresa, we're we're the same people. I I have Malcolm Gladwell as three of my top ten books. that When I post it when I speak Mm -hmm. on stages, because I think those three works. And by the way, his fourth uh, book and his fifth are not, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, unrecommendable. It's just uh, David and Goliath I I, I love, but it's really blank outliers and tipping point that really explain why the phenomenon of leadership and uh, influence and success happen. So, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I just had to interject. We're like saying we're we're so influenced by. The oh, same no thing. kidding! Yeah, those would have been my three top Malcolm Gladwell books. I would pick too. So you're right. We're doppelgangers. So, um, but okay. I think my favorite quote. You asked for a favorite quote. My favorite quote uh, is the Margaret Mead quote of uh, "Never doubt that a few committed individuals can can change the world. For indeed, that's all that ever have." I, I just live by that quote. And what does that mean to you? You know, it really means that um, when we step into our own belief in our own leadership, that miracles can happen. That's really where the miracle zone is. You know, I think a lot of people look at people like Gandhi or Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and they hold them on a pedestal as somehow different from the rest of us. And really, the only thing that was different about them is that they had the courage to act on their dreams. They weren't perfect. They made as many mistakes as the next person. And I don't say that to be disrespectful to the men that they were. I say that to be deeply honoring of the fact, and I think they would be the first that would want me to say this, honoring of the fact that they were human beings and they gave themselves permission to succeed sloppily. You know, until you give yourself permission to fail... You'll never succeed at anything. And, uh, you know, be willing to fail spectacularly. Get messy. Because that's the wonderful miracle zone of change on this world. And it really is a joyful, phenomenal place to live. Well, Teresa, the hour is already up. I can't believe it. Can you please just give your contact information real quick? And Orly, thank you so much for almost co-hosting the show with me and you two have been (laughs) amplified and you guys are awesome people have you back Teresa go ahead and share your contact information real quick yeah well I gotta start with giving a shout out to Orly's Health and Wellness Network Um, boy awesome initiative that you're doing there Um, so (laughs) you know this is me being a huge fan of what Orly's creating 
Um, but if you want to really master the influence game, I have a, three, a free 30-day challenge that you could do. If you, when you visit massinfluencethebook.com, I have little two-minute exercises you can do every day that help you really solidify some of the habits of influence. And, in fact, we send you the links where you can get a free digital copy of Mass Influence the Book uh, if you want to go there. Um, it's, it's very cool to see this book a bestseller in seven countries now, so that's really neat. Um, so well, yeah, congratulations. play and, and learn, uh, learn how to be influential because you just may be the one the world is waiting for, my friends. Um, so I'd love to hear from you. All right. Thank you, Teresa, for being on our show. Teresa Degobois and Orlean Moore, you guys are just amazing people and you inspire me and so many others. So thank you for being amplified and we look forward to having you back on the show. Have a great night. Talk to you soon. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.